The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the January 25th edition of the Rotor World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. Getting ready to break down a 10-game Friday slate. Not many games yesterday. Not many tomorrow, so not many back-to-backs. With me to break it on down is Ryan Canas. What's up, man? Not much. I'm uh, As I went through these games and started to think about who I want to play and dig deeper into the matchups, I'm actually quite excited to set some DFS lineups tonight. There's a lot, a lot of value when injury happened yesterday, and Vandal didn't really make an adjustment for the guys that are going to replace him. So there's some yep. easy punt plays we're going to talk about. Uh James Harden's 14000 uh, and he's still probably going to be worth it, which is hilarious. And yeah, we'll talk about uh, some other players on back-to-backs like Cat, uh, Devin Booker, who's priced down a little bit. He's only 8-3, so we'll talk about all that. Um, but yeah, a lot of cheap guys to play today, so you can get a lot of studs in your lineup. Uh, and again, there's what four, five people over 10 k uh, with Harden at 14. Uh, I, believe that, I believe that's the first 14 k of the season, right? I think he was in his last game as well. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. and then uh, so he, he's plateaued. I don't think I've ever seen someone higher. I, I could be wrong. Maybe this is the first fourteen. Yeah, I think Westbrook was close. I know that last year. Yeah. But, um. Anyways, uh, let's get down to this. We got so much to talk about here. Uh, again, there's just I got a lot of notes, so let's just start flying. Uh, Washington. They played last night against the Warriors. Lost, of course. Um. Just quick side note: the Warriors have 126 offensive rating this month. <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. Um, and then they're at Orlando, a 107 for the Wizards. Uh, this is a very magical game, Wizards and Magic. Anyways, uh, Isaiah Briscoe is not going to play. Wizards are pretty healthy. Uh, Otto went 0-7, but Brooks was encouraged yesterday. He said he's a great shooter, probably going to come back tomorrow, hit all seven of them, so possibly gets fed to get him going again. Um, and then kind of a Thomas Bryant between the lines quote I caught on Brooks. He said he was proud of the effort, but against that team, you can't make the mistake regarding switches. So, watching the game yesterday, that struck that struck me as like, oh, maybe Tyus Thomas Bryant is kind of getting it going. Uh, we saw his minutes kind of dip down a little bit. So, you know, possible option if you're looking for guys that are somewhat cheap. Uh, I like him. Bradley Beal, I'll always like. Be, should be a good matchup. Um, and even Thomas Sanoransky coming off that 2010. We know DJ Augustine can't really defend anybody. So, I'm interested in those three guys. Not really into Jeff Green. Uh, and then Trevor Reza coming off a season-high 27. So, um, he's been trending up too. I think he scored 20 in his last four, uh, four of his last five. So he's looking pretty good as well. Yep. Um, I'd say of those guys, Ariza actually kind of intrigues me the most. You wouldn't think it a, a veteran playing in the second of a back-to-back game, as you said. Um, he, but he's been pretty hot lately. He's playing tremendous minutes. Uh, so I'll take him. He's only 7,000. So I think that's a nice kind of mid-range guy. You could slot into your lineups at the forward spot. Um, Bradley Beal, um, I'd say among the players who cost 10,000 or more, I'm probably least inclined to play him tonight. Um, I mean, Harden, obviously you don't have to talk about Giannis. You got cat up against Utah, not a great matchup, but I still just love the position he's in and Jokic against the Suns. The only real threat there is blowout factor. Um, 
Oh, you actually have Kawhi too above 10k and and Vooch. So oh, okay, there's more. Yeah, there's a lot more. So yeah, a whole whole bunch of 10k guys and Blake actually has made the cut today. So you got a, a bunch of guys to choose from. Beal doesn't really jump out at me in that in that group. Um, Sadoransky, I like. You mentioned his 20 20 and 10 double double. Went over 45 fantasy points. He's still pretty cheap. He's up to 6,000, but that's not terrible. Um, so I give him a look, and I think that's about it for the for the Wizards. I'm not yeah. really into Bryant. Yeah, uh, I just I think he'll be low owned, but there's other guys I'd rather rather play that are just a tick up or a tick down. Um, but I just thought it was interesting that he could be used to be a little bit more. Um, and again, gotcha. probably a tougher matchup yeah. too uh, against Vooch. You feel like you want a big body out there. Um, I don't really think they want Yamahimi out in space when they just put him in the high post and stuff. But yeah, um, what about Sato? Were you? Do you say you're into him at all or no? Yeah, uh, I, I mean he was really impressive against. Uh, was it the Warriors? He put up a twenty and ten, mm-hmm. and he's not that expensive, so I'm I'm into him. I think it's a good spot for him. I can't really see. I mean he's an oversized point guard. Can't really see DJA checking him too much, so uh, it's a good spot for him. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's move on. This game isn't one of the better ones, so let's kind of I guess skip past this one a little bit. Uh, anybody here on the Magic side? Uh, again, Vooch, I think, is in a pretty decent spot to go up against Bryant. Uh, he is 10K. Yep. Um, there's probably other guys that are in that. Like, I, I'd rather just spend up for Jokic for the extra 700. <laughs> That's but, exactly. Um, that was exactly my take, yeah, so there you go. <laughs> okay. Um, Aaron Gordon. Uh, Jonathan Isaac, did they fly his dad to Orlando? Because he went off with his dad in, in, in the stands uh, against Brooklyn. Had one of his best stat lines of the year. So yeah, I don't know the whereabouts of his father. Yeah, right. but I I do uh, I do know I'm not really gonna. Ch- I mean, his price has crept up. He's 5300. I'm not really one to chase big games, and especially these two past games have come against the Hawks and a banged up Nets team. So you kind of put an asterisk next to those, and uh, unless he does it a couple more times, he, he's in play for sure. But I'm not going to be actively uh, targeting him. And Aaron Gordon's priced down. Uh, he's only six six, so I mean that's I don't think it's a bad play either. Um, you know he played 25 minutes in the last game, had a day off. Uh, he was playing huge minutes before this, so yeah. I think that's an, uh, a decent spot. I mean, you know he was in the eights a little bit ago. So. Right, yeah, that's a sneaky, sneaky kind of play because of the two game absence. He only played 24 minutes in, in his return, but you got to think that bumps up tonight. And I never liked DJA. Uh, although Briscoe being out, yeah, I was gonna say with Briscoe out, any does that change your thinking? Maybe I don't know. I still think they'd rather just play Grant or even Simmons. Uh, so I don't yeah. know. But I mean, my my, my issue with four nine, it's not bad actually. Yeah, four nine. My issue though is at, even at that price, he has to hit twenty five fantasy points to go five x. He's done that three times in the past dozen games. So I'm like, I, you know, that's not the type of upside I'm looking for from a borderline punt point uh, point guard. Maybe he gets you three points for a block. Yeah. <laughs> has, hasn't had a block since February 2017. Come on, TJ. We believe yeah. in you. Yeah, and I, uh, I looked up uh, deflections last night, or yesterday afternoon, excuse me, and, like, his deflections per minute are, like, so low. Him... Um, we know John uh, John Collins, and then the other third the third guy, or actually four guys that really stood out: Reggie Bullock, and also Justin Jackson for the uh, for the Kings. So those guys like never get deflections, therefore no steals. Uh, let's move on. Unless you got something else? No, that's good. That's okay. Good. Uh, so we got a good game here: uh, Knicks one hundred and seven at Nets one sixteen. Um, Nets favored by nine. So goes to show goes to show you with the. Real team in New York. So, no Alan Crabb. Spencer Dinwiddie, he is expected to miss four to six weeks. That is not official yet. 
Um, Karan Butler, tough juice news. Um, breaking that story with the Nets immediately following up, saying he's being evaluated. Uh, still no Unicornet, and Moody is questionable. So let's start with the Knicks first because Ennis Cantor, uh, as of Tuesday, he was likely to start, and then all of a sudden he's a DMPCD uh, with them. I, you kind of figured they were going to go small just because it's the Rockets, so that wasn't surprising. But, I mean, a whole DMPCD, that was just a stunner. Once we saw Mitch Rob come in as a number two center, like, uh-oh, here we go. Um, and then Mitch Rob played pretty well, but man, I mean, Cantor loves playing the Nets. It's like his best matchup. He owns Jared Allen, so if he starts, and that's a if and only if he starts, um, I would give him a consideration. If he's not, you cannot play him. No, and I, I don't know. I haven't been following every single quote and and so forth, but. It seems like Cantor's just out of the rotation at this point, right? I mean, for the most he, part, he publicly I mean, griped about being benched. Uh, Fisdale said that when he told him he was going to start, nothing was set in stone, and that he basically used assistant coach Keith Smart as like an emissary to tell Cantor that, that he wasn't going to start, which I also thought was hilarious that the head coach didn't uh, didn't tell him directly. Yeah, he's in, he. I mean, he had that quote where he's like, "Either play me or get me out of here," pretty much. So. You gotta feel like the end is near. Again, uh, he ha- he has to be starting. I mean, the Knicks don't really pull that much funny business when their starting lineup comes out. They do hold things out, but um, you know, usually he'll be all right uh, if we hear he's starting. But uh, again, he has put up his, some of his best lines, twenty uh, twenties, and all sorts of stuff, and he's still cheap. So um, yeah, yeah, something to consider. Um, what about Mitch Rob? Um, had double-digit scoring game, I think twelve points, uh, three blocks, if I remember. Um, do you think he could, if maybe he starts uh, against Jared Allen for which it's going to be a fun, fun game? You know, I even if he does start, the, the Nets are always a team to target. If he does start, I think I play him just because the matchup is great. If he starts, I mean, he's fouled out. He, his foul, foul trouble is ridiculous, but he's fouled out. He's averaged 16 minutes over the past two games, mostly due to foul trouble. He's still averaged more than 25 fantasy points in those games. So per minute, he's checking all the boxes. He just needs to stay on the court. Um, I think if there's ever a night for him to do it, it's tonight. He's not super cheap at 4.8, but uh, I, I would play him. As you said, if Cantor starts, I play him. Basically, whoever's starting opposite Jared Allen tonight is going to be in my lineup. Yeah, Mitchell Robinson, the anti DJ Augustine. Uh, yeah, with the yeah right, exactly. Um, what about uh, Noah Vonley? Since we're on the yeah, Knicks, uh, Knicks front court, and yeah, I there? like Noah. Uh, I think uh, he's going to get some center spot minutes again. If if Mitch Robinson's starting, then I think that really adds to the ceiling of Vonley, who's going to play some center again. Um, you would feel like they, them starting Mitch Robinson would speak volumes to how they do not trust Cantor. I think. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm, I'm down for some Vonley. I'm not, yeah, I don't, like, love him, don't but... trust him or just don't care about his future. I mean, and the other thing is they don't have to showcase Ennis Cantor, right? Every team knows what he does. Every team knows his strengths and his flaws. So he's not a guy that they, they're like, oh, we should play him 32 minutes to inspire other teams to <laughs> trade for him. So I think that works against Cantor to a bit, to yeah, some extent. Kind of know what he is, what he is. Yeah. Uh, so against the Rockets, we saw a couple players really break out. That's Alonzo Trier. He went for a career high 31, um, based a little bit on some um, Moody not being 100%, but primarily that was because they went small with Vonley at the five a little bit. Um, so, and season long, I added Trier a lot, just because with this whole Tim Hardaway Jr. 
Uh, and then Courtney Lee, obviously, I'll be on the trade block. But he's only 5K. Pretty good matchup overall against the Nets. He's not, he, the Mets don't allow a lot of threes, but I think he can get inside and kind of dice him up a little bit. So yeah. it's risky. But uh, at 5K, I'm a little interested. But he could definitely bust you, but he could definitely have another huge game. Yeah, and especially look at the Nets' backcourt. Like, they're just decimated, which we'll get to in a minute. But I, I could see Trier having a big game. His minutes are up. He's coming off two huge performances, uh, especially the game versus Houston. And he's cheap enough that I think, absolutely, I'm going to play him in a lot of leagues. It doesn't hurt that Emmanuel Moutier, as you said, uh, he's questionable for this game with the left shoulder injury. So if he's out, that's just even one more reason to, to love Trier. Yeah, if he's out, you pretty much lock him, lock and load uh, on him. Um, if Moody doesn't play, or even anybody else, I mean, neither Keenan was supposed to play bigger minutes, didn't really do anything with him against Houston. Um, you would assume Trey Burke gets kind of back in the mix. Anybody else? There no, I mean, Tim Tim Hardaway Jr., even if he plays through that hamstring, which it seems like he will, I have no interest in. Um, no, I think that's about it. Yeah. All right, so let's start with the Nets here. The easy... Chalk punt play of the day. Everyone's going to own him, and he should. It's uh, Mr. Spaz Napier. Uh, he is going to get basically all or most of Spencer Dinwiddie's minutes. Um, we saw Atkinson say, quote, I know we're going to need him. I love him. He's a, I think he's a darn good player. I didn't give him enough, enough minutes last night, quite honestly. So, yeah, I don't even need to make a case for Napier. You put him in your lineup, and you're good. No, that's basically Kenny Kenny Atkinson speaking for all DFS owners tonight. I know we're gonna need him. I love him. Yeah. His just for just for if you want to know, uh, with D'Lo without Dinwiddie and Lo Levert as well. Um, per thirty six, he's fifteen five and four on poor efficiency. So hmm. I mean, you're looking at prob- put him at what thirty two minutes tonight, um, and then if he shoots decent efficiency, you're probably looking at like eighteen. Six dimes and three, four boards and maybe a steal or two. Like, it's just easy. I mean, I don't overthink it. Just play him. Yeah, I think he's. I mean, I, I jotted down pump play of the day. Yeah, he's, he's only he's only three point eight. Fanduel is usually pretty low to bump up prices, and this is yet yet another example. My only hope for his ownership rate not being, you know, north of eighty percent is that he only had four point two fantasy points on Wednesday. He only played 12 minutes, and hopefully everyone hasn't heard that quote we just read with Kenny Atkinson basically saying, I'm going to play him a lot more. But, um, yeah, he's he's an easy one. Yeah, and so without Dinwiddie, uh, D'Angelo's expensive, man. As expensive as he's been all season. Yeah. This is is his high. I'm not into it, man. I'd rather play Booker. Okay. I hadn't, yeah, I hadn't done direct comparisons for Russell. I just looked at his price and thought, yeah, I'm not going to fit that in my roster with yeah. the studs and scrubs I've got. So. Yeah. Like, he, it's crazy. He's $1,300 cheaper than Lowry, who's this different position, but, um, you know, he's 300 more than Mitchell, who's hot. It's just like, I can't do it, man. Yeah. He's uh, thir- 1300 cheaper than Beal, I think. Yeah. It's just, he's not that kind yeah. of, he's been, he's been tremendous. He's going to probably make the All Star team, given how, than the East is, but um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Uh, so we're both off him. Um, Joe Harris, I think, would be helpful. He's only 5,000. Yeah. Minutes are going to be huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm a little bit into him. Again, Knicks can't really defend overall, so I'm um, going to probably have um, somebody who can't defend on him, whether it be THJ or whoever, so I like him. Yeah, those those you've covered my guys. So we got Baz I'm into, Joe Harris I like a lot, and uh, I'm not really into D'Angelo, 
uh, I guess that's about it. I mean, I don't think I've even considered playing Jarrett Allen in DFS all season. Um, I don't think I'd play him tonight. Uh, what about Damari Carroll? Any interest if, there? If Mitch Rob starts, I think. Oh yeah, like, you're into Carroll a little bit. Oh, uh, well, if, if Mitch Robinson starts, I like Allen just a little bit. Um, okay. He, nice. But I've, if he's if Cantor's not, I don't. Um, I could see him having a bad game, getting yanked for Ed Davis. Okay. Um, but yeah, Demar Carroll, I like. Um, RHJ is questionable with a shoulder injury. It sounds like they're gonna be all right. Uh, Atkinson said, "Cole, I think they're gonna do further checkups with him." I said it wasn't bad, but let's hold off and I'll find out for sure. That was yesterday. Um, blue, yes, yeah, blue was yesterday. Yesterday, Wednesday. So um, sounds like he might be out. Um, this guy, man, what a tough season for him. Uh, groin injuries on both sides, hurt now. He is. I looked this up yesterday. We, you and I chatted on Slack about Tyreek Evans being the worst player at the rim. Someone passed him. Rondé Hollis-Jefferson. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. It's just a brutal, brutal year for uh, my boy. I guess ex-boy. Uh, Rondé. Yeah. Uh, and then also, too, I'll add, I'm not too, too into this game besides Napier. Like, the Knicks have actually been 29th in time possession uh, since Christmas. So they've been playing a little slower. Um, anything else you want to add? They were good. No, yeah, that about sums it up. Okay, so we got Miami 108 at Cleveland, the only team on the slate that is under 100 points. That will be the case quite a bit. Uh, Larry Nance is probable. That is a very interesting fact because I would have really liked Ante Zizic even in a bad matchup, but uh, Nance being in the mix kind of takes mm-hmm. him off, I guess. Um, Nance is only 5,000. Um, we need to hear positive things out of this, but that's a pretty good price for a guy who should probably... He may not even start, actually, and that's fine. Um, but yeah, I think Nance... It, you gotta hear good things. You gotta hear he's not gonna have a minutes limit or whatever. But I think that's a good price. Yeah, I I won't play him, just because he's coming back from eight games off. Even when he was healthy, you know, his minutes kind of got jerked around every once in a while. It's unclear how he and Zizic are going to divvy up minutes at center, whether, you know, how much he's going to get up power forward. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't like wading into the uncertainty of this front court. Yeah, it's, it's again, you're dice rolling. Like, you're not going to play all the Nance or anything. But, um, yeah, you know, he went through practice yesterday. That's a good sign. Uh, Juicy yeah. has a good chance to play. So, uh, all positive things. After that, I mean... I'm not chasing City Osmond's career high 25 point game. I'll I'll throw that out there. He's playing better though. I will say he is playing better, but I, yeah, I'm not gonna. At four, I, I think... at four six, I think that's all right. But I mean, if like say you're gonna go after, I mean the um, the Cavs defense is terrible. Uh, they are I think last in yeah last there this month. So I mentioned at the top how the Warriors have a 126.2 offensive rating. The Cavs are basically playing the Warriors all the time. They have a 123.8 defensive rating this month. So, I mean, that's that's kind of the only case I can make. Like, if you're going to play your Heat guys and let them run it up, and then you want to play some cheap guys, I think Austin will play garbage time too. So, I mean, you can make a case for him. But uh, with that, like, that's kind of all I'm really feeling. I'll never yeah. play Colin Sexton again, I don't think. Yeah, no. Uh, Rodney Hood's probably hurt. Um, Alec Burks and Clarkson Cameron and Payne. Burks kind of yeah. Yeah. Clarkson doesn't, Clarkson doesn't play garbage time really, so I don't know. Uh, Hassan Whiteside kind of coming off a big game. Still pretty cheap, man. It's 7,000 uh, against this horrendous defense. And Zizic cannot defend him at all. Zizic is going to have loads of trouble. So, I mean, that's pretty good. I mean, if you compare Whiteside to Jared Allen, it's $400 difference. Like, Whiteside all the way. Yeah, this 
the the Heat are an interesting team because they have such a deep rotation, and night to night, you never quite know who's going to hit. Uh, they they you know I did an analysis recently, and the Heat came out as one of I think the top team in terms of overall. Uh, point to dollar ratio throughout the season. So there's always value to be found there. You just kind of have to catch lightning in a bottle sometimes to figure out, is it going to be Tyler Johnson? You know, maybe, maybe tonight it's Justice Winslow who goes off or Dwayne Wade even posts the 35 fantasy points. This might be a night where I avoid the heat in some lineups just because I don't want to play that guessing game and then just stack as much as I can in some other games. Cause as you mentioned, the Cavs defense horrendous, the pace is going to be up. There's absolutely going to be value here. Um, you know, maybe a guy like Josh Richardson, Magruder's not starting anymore. I love that kind of take him out of the equation. So this is an interesting game to target the heat. I think of, of those players, I already mentioned the guys that I like the most and I'll throw uh, Derek Jones jr. In there too. Uh, one quick thing on Whiteside too. He played eight fourth quarter minutes in the last game. Uh, that is a lot of minutes compared to what he's been. He hasn't played yeah. a single minute uh, since the four minutes he played on January 4th. So from January 5th till, when, till Tuesday, zero fourth quarter minutes uh, with Bam. So that, that speaks really strong volumes to me. Um, again, you're, it, it, I'm glad the game's in Cleveland. Maybe that can kind of keep this game a little bit close. Mm. But um, yeah, so I'm into him. And Jay Rich, just because I know he's going to get minutes... Uh, I think he can have a really big game. They cannot guard him. He's six seven. You know, I like him to be a little cheaper considering he hasn't really done much defensive stats wise. But um, yeah, I do kind of like him. We've seen Winslow cool off a tad. I don't hate Winslow either. Uh, I assume he's probably priced down a little bit. Yeah, he's six four too. That's pretty good as well. Um, so yeah, I mean the Heat are gonna the Heat are gonna score one hundred and ten points tonight. And really, there's not a lot of guys. What their most expensive player is probably Whiteside at seven thousand, right? I mean that's for a team that's gonna score yeah. that many points, like. It's pretty good. Yeah. So, anybody else that you're into? But as far as the bench goes, like you said, uh, I think Tyler Johnson, I mean, he could be all right. I feel like they're going to, uh, it sounded like Spell wants to stick with that. He's 4'9. That's really good. So, I mean, if you wanted to play him and Napes and just save money and just spend up everywhere else, I mean, that seems like a viable plan. Yeah, TJ's cheap. And I, I mean, I, I'm not into Dion Waiters. He's soaking mm-hmm. up minutes, though. He's also has a, He also has a migraine today, I should have mentioned. Oh, so is that right? Questionable. So that also that. helps out okay. those guys. That's oh, yeah, that's right. fantastic. Oh, he didn't go through shoot around. Sure yeah. enough. Okay. He's had migraine problems before, so maybe and we've seen, you know, James Johnson same thing, had a migraine issue, didn't go through shoot around, did play. So, I mean, he could play, but still, I, if he's out, then I really like Tyler Johnson and I like Jerich more. But yeah, even with, so, even if he is okay, then I'm still I'm still in. Yeah, the only my biggest I'd probably play Tyler Johnson in more leagues tonight. Except I like I mean Napier's almost got to be in your lineup, mm. and and I also love Jared Bayless and even Pat Bev. But we could talk about them later. Yeah, man, <laughs> the Wolves are in trouble. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's move on. Unless you got something else. No, let's let's do it. So uh, where where are we heading next? We're gonna go to Chicago, the second city, to uh, against L.A. Not Los Angeles, the L.A. Clippers. One thirteen, one oh seven. Uh, Wendell, obviously, out. Jabari Parker had a knee injury. Uh, this was not shared. Jim Boylan, after the game, said that he hurt himself before the game. Called it, quote, disappointed for Jabari. <sighs> so, I'm going to start with the Bulls, and I'm going to probably go on a little mini rant, if uh, if you'll indulge me. 
Oh, please, the stage is yours. <laughs> all right, so you guys have probably heard me do my Jim Boylan Barney voice for all these super like, oh, Spirit's going to be great with Chandler Hutchinson and all this. But, like, he was on the radio the other day on Wednesday for a local Chicago, and it was just, like, unbelievably bad. Like, things you tell, like, middle school. Like, he said, um, he talked a lot about, like, quote, Chicago Bulls basketball and the we've got bulls across our chest. Like, what are you doing? These guys are professional athletes. And you're talking to them like they're freaking eight year olds. Like, no wonder why Zach Levine's saying stuff. Zach Levine on buying and said, "You've got to." He's the coach. Real ringing endorsement right there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just he's so bad. And like, like, oh, we want to pick up the pace. You're 26 in the league since you took over. 16th with Fred Hoiberg, and then probably most of all, that made me mad. He's like, oh, we want to play. Uh, ISO post-up basketball to distribute the rock. Like, with who, buddy? With Laurie Markkinen, who's a floor-spacing for Robin Lopez, who is not really good at anything other than rebounding and Bobby know, Portis. Screening. Yeah, Bobby yeah. Portis, who has no ability to share the ball. Like, dude, the, yeah. you cannot play the way you want to play with the roster that you have. It's just not the way it works. Also said he doesn't want to shoot 45 threes. They want to shoot more than 15. Way to set the bar real high on shooting threes in freaking 2019. It's just, oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I just can't get it, man. I, and then I he has him, one, I, one more, one yeah. more. Yeah. Uh, he's like, oh, yeah, we have um, turn, uh, getting back on defense and rebounding the ball and lowering turnovers. We call them the inches. we got to get our inches. Like, dude, I've seen any given Sunday. <laughs> Don't steal Al Pacino's line. You, just, oh, God. He's, he's just, he's so bad. I'm, I'm, one more Levine, Levine quote kind of went off. Because uh, Atlanta ripped them up. And he said, Atlanta's a bottom five team just like us. We shouldn't get blown out by them at all. Uh, they were out moving the ball. They were playing well with pace. And that's what we should be doing. That should we sh- uh, that's what we should be looking like. And we have to, to get that. So uh, he's, he's, it's, it's a disaster. He also, yeah. he called out, uh, he said, we didn't have, sorry, I, and this is going to be a long, I have so many notes here. Uh, he's like, yeah, we don't kick out well. And we have a lot of, we have a lot of guys who have not accomplished much in this league, like, I mean, these guys have been in the league before. Like, you're acting like Zach Levine's a total chump, man. I mean, he's oh, been in the league. Yeah. He was really good before he hurt his ACL. And, like, he just keeps undermining his players. It's just, like, I can't, dude. So, I mean, I, I'm off pretty much every bull here. Um, yeah, that's it. I don't really have any bulls I want to play. Sorry, I cut no, you off. I, I had, I, no, no. <laughs> I was, I was, it was a pleasure to, to listen to you. <laughs> I thought it was funny. What I was going to interject is that you said in one breath, Boylan wants to pick up the pace. In the other, he wants to play ISO post-basketball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. And I did see something about that quote about how many three-pointers to shoot. And he said, uh, like, he literally said, I don't have any numbers to back this up. Somewhere between 15 and 45. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. What sort of... What sort of uh, analytics are you running here, buddy? Yeah. So, anyway, yeah. No, well, actually, I've heard you. the Bulls have uh, one of the smaller analytic team uh, groups in the league. So, maybe Shocker. they should. I don't understand how Gar Foreman still has a job at this I point. I don't, but... dude. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, I don't, I mean, it's, uh, we could do a whole podcast on that. Yeah. Uh, but I guess, as for the Bulls DFS tonight, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm completely off. Bobby Portis, maybe. But, um, yeah, even so, I, I think I'll stay away. Uh, actually, actual DFS analysis. He said that they've really struggled in the first and third quarters in the last game. So, like, usually when you hear that, do you think lineup possible change? So, maybe um, Hutchinson gets pulled. I think they should play Shaq, man. Like, I think they should play Shaq against what probably is going to be another three-guard lineup. 
if I'm them. But um, obviously, yeah. you can't pursue that. So the thing is that they need score, like they need scoring. So to bring Shaq in doesn't help with that. I, I mean, they have too many issues to resolve. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you. They probably should do that. But well, they he will. Cares about scoring. To be honest, I think he cares more about, like I said, rebound, rebounding, and mm, getting back okay. on defense and all that stuff that like yeah. no, that nobody cares about anymore. Ugh. Uh, Anyways, <laughs> it's Jabari. Just final thought here: Is Jabari playing tonight? Do we know? He's probable, but again, um, based off that disappointed for Jabari quote that he said after the game, I'm not touching Jabari. Yeah, no, same here. So, anything else you want to? Not on the Bulls. There's got to, there's got to be somebody here. I'm not playing Levine. Levine's been so bad. I mean, yeah. he's just. Yeah, and even he seems to find it inexplicable. He's like, I don't understand. Uh, Chris Dunn, I can't play. Mm-hmm. Chandler Hutchinson, I don't know how much he costs, maybe. Yeah, I think if Portis starts, I mean, you could kind of make a case for that at 5-3. That's pretty much as far as they'll go. Yeah, Portis was the only guy I've even really given yeah. and again, serious, if Shaq, serious if, thought to. If Shaq starts. Yeah. He's 3-6, so a lot of cheap punk. Well, there's other ones, but he has to be starting. Uh, okay, so let's talk Clippers here. Uh, a lot of quotes from Doc. Uh, talked up a few guys in particular. In particularly, uh, last game they played great against the Heat, and you would be surprised to find out who he called the hero of the game. Would you think it'd be Tobias, who went off? Um, I'm gonna guess Boban Marjanovic. No, unfortunately, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, for the extra bench efforts, Cinderius uh, Thornwell, uh, because he put okay. a put a stop on Dwayne Wade. So that was kind of interesting. I would have guessed Jerome Robinson or something, but yeah, okay. Stock likes, likes to give uh, some some bench credit. Uh, yeah. He also talked to Montrez Harrell. Uh, he said he he can score more than we thought, so I think that's something I can keep an eye on. Like again, Bulls interior defense could be trouble. Portis doesn't defend really well, so if he gets matched up against Portis, against Portis, I think he's an option. A little bit more expensive than I want, but I think he could be really good for a big game. Uh, and then lastly, obviously Tobias Harris is awesome. Uh, he said, quote, he's doing it all. Last year he didn't know how to do that, and this year he is doing it, and I'm proud of him for that. He said, we don't have a super superstar yet, though Tobias is trying to change that slowly. So Tobias is awesome. I mean, without Gallo per 36, he's 24-10 and 3.4 dimes. I mean, I, I, I like me some Tobias. Um, they don't have anybody that can cover him. Um, you know, he's still not even in the 8,000s. He's only 7'9". Yeah, I couldn't believe that. Spread. Yeah, he's he's good. Yeah, I'll take him all day. I I was looking at this game, and I was like, well, okay, Gallo's still out. And one player I, I really like who I'll mention is uh, Pat Beverly. He's somehow, I, I mean, unexpected. I wouldn't have projected him as the big winner of Gallinari going down. But he's starting. He's been fantastic in two of the past three games. I'm actually kind of glad that he was quiet in his previous game because was, it was really early foul trouble <laughs> that took him out of things. Uh, shots weren't falling. That's fine. And he still ended up playing, I think, 32 minutes. So the the playing time's going to be there. He's he can chip in across the board. He's going to fill it up, and he's against the Bulls. So to me, this is a perfect matchup. Uh, if you want to pivot from Napier, you know, if you think his ownership's going to be way too high, and you, you'd rather just go somewhere else, maybe pair Bayless with Pat Beverly. Um, I I really like where he's at tonight. And you mentioned Tobias. I couldn't believe when I saw that he was under 8,000. I'm like, how could that? How could that be? He's, uh, you know, he's he's hit fifty a couple times. He's obviously the go-to scorer for this team, and again, up against the Bulls' defense. So, yeah, those two guys, Pat Bev and Tobias, have uh, stars next to their name for me tonight. Yep. Um, anybody else? SGA's priced up a little bit, but I, I think yeah, it's, I'm not. Yeah, there's, there's so many cheap guards to play. 
So I'm not really too And And Harold, uh, it's nice to hear Doc talking him up, but his minutes have been kind of down. Um, Gortat started. Uh, it's tough to say. I think if they start Rolo, we'll see Gortat starting again tonight, unfortunately, uh, which kind of cuts into Harold. Yeah. Um, and then they got the whole Jonathan Motley thing, but. Uh, and then Doc did say that they're still working out their rotation. So he didn't like say for sure we're starting these guys. Which I feel like is more of an indictment on Gortat than Patbev. Because as we said kind of last week, that Doc wants to play Patbev with Bradley Moore. Um, so I feel like he's pretty safe. Like you said, Beverly's going to be pretty solid for cheaper guys. There's so many cheap players. All right. Anything else? No, let's keep right, going. We'll talk about the. What, do you get any bonus points for having bulls on your chest? For uh, anything? No. No. <laughs> no not that I can't that guy, dude. He needs to, he needs to get <laughs> out of here. <sighs> All right. Uh, so we got to, probably the game of the day here. Toronto 116, Houston 113. So pretty high over-under. Close game. Chris Paul's out. Um, Kawhi. We may see Kawhi uh, after four games out. Um, big, big game again. Uh, Toronto... I mean, they're pretty healthy, so I don't really have much going on here. Would you play Kawhi? Uh, Houston's given up a lot of shots at the rim lately to perimeter players, so I think that it's a pretty decent spot for Kawhi. Um, yeah, uh, I, I I love him tonight. Yeah. <laughs> if I'll he plays, that. yeah. Well, I think he is. They've yeah. they've targeted this. I mean, he's been out for rest purposes, which I don't think we've seen four straight DMPs for rest, right? In is January. Is that brand new? It's got yeah, in January. Yeah. yeah, but he's back tonight. It's um, I mean, he's still expensive. He's over 10k, but I think this is one of the highest over unders of the night. I I could just picture him smashing tonight. So I'm I'm really into him. Yeah, I, I like him too. Uh, again, we mentioned all these 10k guys that I screwed up in the open. Um, I like him. He's one of the one of my favorite players. Um, again, there's enough cheap guys on your lineup where, like I was saying, just play two cheap point guards. There's really are there any high price point guards that you're into? I don't think I. Am. I don't. You know, I've built a couple lineups already, and all of them have some combination of Bayless, Napier, Pat Bev, uh, Tyler Johnson. They're all they're all cheap. So yeah. I guess I guess not. <laughs> I hadn't yeah. really thought about it. Like I like Bledsoe at seven seven, but that's kind of. I mean, other than that, like Kemba's little hit or miss. Gonna have a. I'll talk about him in a second. But yeah, um, so I do like Kawhi, um, and again, I think Lowry's an option too. Like against yeah, Houston, he's seven five. That's pretty cheap for him. Mm-hmm. Um, for a guy, I think he's got ten dimes in the bag. Probably, I think he can get thirteen fourteen today, uh, with a lot of small ball and not a lot of long arms and stuff blocking his entry passes and um, just off screens and everything. So I think I do like him a little bit. Uh, if you want to, you know, go expensive with these, I guess those three. Um, we go Kawhi, Harden, um, and then Lowry, and maybe mix anybody else you would mix in there, Siakam or anything like that. No, I think as long as the Raptors are at full strength, I don't really like betting on their uh, sort of side players. Uh, I think Surge is all right, though. Like The the Rockets have given up some big lines to smaller guys. Uh, well, excuse that's me, true. Guys. With their front court issues, yeah, yeah. That's, a, that, that's a good call. But Fareed's in the mix now. Fareed's expensive. He's 6'2", right off the bat. I mean, after the yeah, first too game. Much. So, yeah, I can't do that. Um, anybody else? Yeah, um, went... James Ennis is going to get pretty good minutes, I think. But... Uh, Eric Gordon shot the ball well late, especially. He's had two monster clutch games, so I don't know. But... Yeah, uh, I don't know. P.J. Tucker, like if you find yourself with nowhere else to go, there aren't a lot of good mid-range power forwards tonight, I don't think, that, that I've seen. Um, 
I don't know. PJ Tucker, the minutes just kind of give him a decent floor. If you're not, if you don't want to gamble on a guy like Josh Jackson or something, but otherwise, I mean, it's the James Harden show. So, yeah, and Kawhi has played 34.2 minutes on when he's had three plus days of rest. So he, he, they're going to play him pretty heavy off the bat. So I wouldn't be worried about yeah. that factor. Speaking so. of Kawhi, do you think he gets primary defensive? assignment versus Harden or is that Danny Green? Yeah, I was thinking about that. Um I think it's going to I think it'll probably be Danny Green. Like they they yeah, like I mean thing. they like Kawhi on some guys, but I feel like that I, I just I think that uh they're going to use him yeah. on him. I just I, yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. they'll initially maybe throw him out there. Yeah. And even still if you're worried about that, I mean look what Kevin Durant did to him. So, yeah. I, mean, I, I don't <laughs> yeah. think that's really a, a Kawhi defense is really a deterrent. Um, on James Harden and just some quick James Harden nuggets I looked at this morning. So obviously you guys have probably heard by now his last five games have been unassisted, which is just ridiculous. Um, on what seventy six makes all unassisted, it's insane. Yeah. But, the league um, report did say that he should have been assisted on one of them. So oh yeah. It was... <laughs> uh, so over those last five, he's had ten shots with no dribbles. Ten. It's like a, what? Yeah, and the versus. 133 with 3 plus, including 79 with 7 plus. He has been wide open on 6 of 161 shot attempts. Uh, Defender 6 plus feet away. Wait, Mike, 10 shots with no dribbles, did you say? And 133 out of 100, uh, compared to 133. uh, So his total shots, uh, 161. So 10 of those with no dribbles. How does he make 10 shots without being assisted? Uh, Attempted. He made 4. So, oh, I see. Yeah, yeah so okay. uh, four, I think four or six. But um, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, but uh, offensive rebounding, I guess. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just put back. Uh, put a loose ball, or something. Yeah. 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 Uh, anyways, okay. Um, yeah. So let's see. When any, so we like Harden. Nobody else, I guess. So you think we haven't really talked about it? He's fourteen thousand. You still like him? Yeah. Not as much. Yeah, not I know. Much, it's but. it's hard to believe but i mean he needs 70 fantasy points to hit 5x right which is great for a player that price if he hits 5x that's golden that he's done it in six of the past seven games so you just kind of shrug and keep playing him until yeah. until he costs sixteen thousand. pretty much and so you're not on anybody else though not really i mean uh, like i said maybe pj tucker i'll throw into a lineup yeah. freed's too expensive yeah, I don't really see anyone else here from Houston. But yeah. there's 20, 20 teams playing tonight, so you don't always have to have five guys from, from each team. You know? Exactly. Uh, let's move on to Sacramento at Memphis. Slow-mo still out. Temple is probable revenge game for him. Uh, Sacramento, all players available. So if you read matchups on Tuesday, you may have saw that they were going to probably think about sitting De'Aaron Fox, and they did. Uh, Fox, uh, per the matchups column, he is the highest of, of players with um, what is it? Thirty minutes or whatever. I forget what the number was. He has the highest pace of all those, so he needed a game off. He's been cooling off. I'm not into him against Memphis. Um, Sacramento's pace is down. They were uh, usually top two or three for possess- time of possession. They're only fifth, which again, that's not a huge deal, but they're slowing down a little bit. Um, so you would think this game would be attractive, but I'm really not too into it. I don't really have anybody for this one. Uh, nor do I. I'd, I'd be a little bit intrigued by Marvin Bagley as a starter. We saw him go off for 22-11. and 11. He had some defensive stats on Tuesday, and that was versus the Raptors. Um, 
but he's priced too high. I mean, he's 5,800. He's only 400 cheaper than Fareed. So there's no pure bargain here at all. And yeah, the Kings, I mean, between like Bogdan can go off one night, but he healed solid, but doesn't contribute many supporting stats. So he's much better for, um, you know, he's, he's not great in DFS is what I should say. So yeah, I'm kind of, kind of off the Kings. And as you said, Fox is coming back from injury. He's been slowing down lately so can't really get get behind him back-to-back games too so i you cannot play gasol conley or jermichael green for me um and with that actually jaron jackson jr at six six thousand is actually pretty good i feel like he burns me every time i play him um but yeah it's a decent spot for him and you said his price is down but i don't love his overall dfs output so i'm, I'm not going to be targeting him uh, Garrett Temple's likely to play, which is so annoying because he's going to play 28 to 30 minutes, something like that. <laughs> he's not going to help fantasy owners, and all he's going to do is take minutes away from guys like Shelvin Mack, Justin Holiday. So I don't like anything about this game in general, I guess, for yeah, DFS. I don't need them. Usually anti Memphis and pro Sacramento, but this time I'm not really feeling it. Justin Holiday at 4 9, and it's Kings give up nah, a lot of catch I still and shoot can't shots. Do it. Yeah, there's so many cheap point guards, so many cheap guards today. Uh, right, I'm good to move on if you are. Yeah, we got it. Let's, let's keep going. Yeah, so we got Detroit 102 at Dallas 107. Ish Smith doubtful. Andre Drummond's back. Sounded like he was going to play Wednesday, but he, quote, didn't feel right. Um, and they held him out one more, but he is through the protocol. All signs point to him playing in a big matchup against DeAndre Jordan. Um, I'm not really into either of them. Uh, anybody that you're. Uh, I'll have Detroit's. Time of possession since Christmas is last. Dallas is 24th. Uh, hmm. So they're both playing a little bit slower on offense. Just going to be throwing the ball at the other team. Yeah, so I'm, I don't have a lot here. Uh, I wrote down DSJ just because he's somewhat cheap at 5'9". Uh, played a little bit motivated. We saw they, they uh, Carlisle like what he saw out of him. So that's all right. I mean, I'm not yeah. too into Doncic. It's, it's total dart throw. Uh, Doncic is too expensive at nine thousand for me against a team that's going to slow it down. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like the, we had so much to say about the early games, and there's going to be a lot to say about the last couple games. But yeah, for, for sure. me, for for me, this middle is like a dead zone. <laughs> like yeah. I'm looking at my notes and the guys I want to target. I'm like, there's not a lot here. Uh, I agree with everything you said. DSJ, the minutes were there. He played well, but his price is a little bit too hard or too high. Rather, I find it hard to trust him. Uh, takes the ball out of Doncic's hands a little bit. That that dense Luca, yeah. The Mavs just too hit or miss. I mean, you can't trust a guy like Wesley Matthews, mm-hmm. Maxi oh. Kleber with the roster at full strength. I don't want to go there. Nope. And drop even him. on the drop him in season long, we'll be having it. By the way, yeah, yeah, exactly. The block specialist thing's mm-hmm. not cutting it. And uh, the Pistons side isn't much prettier. I mean. Drummond is supposed to be back tonight. He's probable with that concussion, so that kind of cuts into Blake. Um, who else do they have that you could trust? I, I don't know where to go with the. With the I mean, Pistons. Reggie Bullock at four four. I guess if I wanted to do something for this, just for fun, like he's yeah. gonna be low owned. He's gonna shoot a lot. Not gonna any steals, but um, I refuse Reggie Jackson. Like if you can't close against the Kings. And Jose Calderon closes yeah. against you against the Kings, like you're done. <laughs> so even with Ish Smith is doubtful with a groin injury, yeah. you still still avoid him. I refuse, I refuse. I'm the, yeah. I won't I won't play him at like three five. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe I probably would. But anyways, um, yeah, I'm so, gonna move right, on, man. This, this game's yeah, not, 
Yeah, not not. We got other stuff going on here, uh, including this one: Charlotte one ten at Milwaukee one twenty one. I'm pretty much off the Hornets. I get the canvas price down, but he's going to have to shoot really, really well from three to make his money here. The Bucks' interior defense is just unreal. So among, they are first and makes a lot at the rim, but meaning first isn't good um, against forwards, centers, and they're just second in guards. Um, so they shut everyone down at the rim. Um, Utah is ahead of them in guards. So I'm off really anybody interior wise. I think Marvin Williams could be like sneaky sneak. Um, Bucks a lot, a lot of threes, so I think he could be a guy that no one's going to be really be on. That he could hit, you know, five threes, pull down seven, eight, nine boards, and just kill. Like if you wanted to play Giannis in this spot and you're looking for some Hornets to play, I'd probably start with him. That's an interesting note because I and I hadn't considered the fact that he relies heavily on three pointers for shooting and that the Bucks three point defense is bad because I I built what I thought was a fantastic lineup and I had just around 5,000 left for one power forward went with Tucker just cause he seems like he's got a good floor, but the options were like Larry Nance, um, Marvin Williams was one of them and Bam Adebayo, Jamichael Green and Dragon Bender who we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Marvin's right, right in that mix. You know, there's a, there's a pool of decent sort of mid tier power forwards. So maybe, maybe he could get your vote there, but Otherwise, I'm with you. I'm kind of off the Hornets again. Yeah. Um, I think Biombo will get the minutes. Uh, again, because you're going to want interior presence against Giannis. So at 4-8, I mean, that's not terrible. Um, I don't really feel like I can play Billy Hernan Gomez in this spot. And again, for the same reasons why I like Marvin, it's, you can make a case for Jeremy Lamb at 5-6. That's a pretty good price. Um, so yeah, I'm into him a little bit. But again, no, no Kemba for me today. And yeah, that's it for Hornets. Yeah, and too many good centers for me to even really look at Biombo. Yeah. Um, okay, so are you into Giannis? I guess we'll start with that. You know, I'm not. Because as good as he is, I really want to play Kawhi tonight. I think he's in a better position to, to hit value. And I would also, if I was going to get Giannis, I'd rather somehow carve out more money and pay up for Harden. Um, so he's... I don't think he's a bad play. Don't get me wrong, but I don't love this matchup. I think uh, I think you can do better among the, the the true elites. I'm okay. Like I, Charlotte allows a decent amount of shots at the rim from perimeter guys, so I feel like Giannis could kind of get you know eight, nine, ten makes at the rim that'll get you rolling. So again, it's going to be really tough to play um, Harden and him, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, Harden, Harden and Giannis would be really tough. Yeah. Plus, yeah. You're pretty much putting in a spot where you have to fade Harden. Like, that's kind of the way it goes, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Like, they're gonna I mean, if you put... want to play any of these two top stuff, if you want to play Giannis and Kawhi or Jokic and uh, Beal even, you're going to have to fade Harden. Like, it's so hard to, to fit three of these guys. Yeah, one nugget to make you anti-Giannis. So... Marvin Williams has guarded him for 66 possessions. Only only 16 points. It's pretty good. Uh, Michael hmm. Kidd-Gilchrist, 30 possessions, only 7 points. So they've done a pretty good job of limiting him. Um, so yeah, I guess, no. No Giannis for me. Yeah, like I said, I was kinda, I'm was kind of lukewarm on him anyway. So. Yeah, I like Bledsoe a little bit. Again, I mentioned him, but again, I'd rather just play Lowry. Yeah, I don't find when the Bucks are full strength like this... 
I don't find a lot of value in guys like EB, Middleton, Brogdon. You know, Brooke Lopez is so matchup dependent. Um, yeah, not a, not a lot there. Yeah, I guess I'm good. Got a lot what do we got last, left? Two, got two games? Last couple. Uh, three. No, two. Yeah. Two. Okay. Um, back-to-back special here. I think this is the only game with both teams on a back-to-back. Um, that's because the Suns played last night and Denver plays tomorrow, um, which is why Denver has a 120-104 to 104, uh, cushion here. So this has the blowout special of the night. Uh, lots of Igor quotes to run this down. Um, I would guess Aiton doesn't play. Uh, he said, quote, if he feels better, he'll play. He's still not practicing. He's not pushing it. Those are three things that stood out to me from Igor. Um, Rashawn Holmes, however, I think he has a good shot to play. Uh, did shot, did jogging and shoot around on Thursday, but um, they didn't give him reps at shoot around because they wanted to use the guy who was playing. So I think that the back-to-back factor is why Holmes didn't play last night, and I have a pretty oh, okay. good feeling that he's going to play today. So that makes Bender risky. Uh, unless we hear Holmes is out, I can't do it. Um, that's kind of where kind of where I stand on that. And I mean, if, if Holmes is in, put him in there. Uh, I think he's gonna um, gonna they're gonna need him a lot. He's only four six. Uh, we know this guy can crush with twenty five minutes. So if he's a if he's a go, uh, based on him jogging yesterday, um, I feel like he could be an option. Yeah, I was basically in the same boat. I didn't have too good a feel about Rashawn Holmes playing tonight. It sounds like. And I free, did. Did you say Aiton? He's pretty much not going to play. I right? would doubt it. Um, like I said, yeah. he was. They're going to. He used all the like take it slow kind of things. Yeah, for sure. So if Holmes plays, I'm with you. I, I think he's a really good play, and he's a center in power forward. FanDuel. Fan oh, he is power forward. So that's even better. So yeah. I would love to play him. He's the same price as Dragon Bender, I believe. So. If if he's active, I play him. Fade Bender. If if he's out, if both Aiton and Holmes are out, I I'm not totally against Dragon Bender. He's oh, just in. just cheap enough. Yeah, he's hit 27 Fanduel points in three straight games. I I think that's a good spot for him as a cheap power forward. Yeah, I mean, um, Igor has really talked about him growing as a double post kind of a defender where they bring the help and stuff. He's really talked mm. about for that. So against Nikola Jokic, you hear those things, you're like, oh okay, what's up. So, again, he's going to have to guard Jokic. He's probably going to get shredded. Um, hopefully, yeah. no foul trouble. But, um, yeah, I mean, again, if those guys are out, just play Bender. You're going to get man yeah. out of him. He's really it's, exceeded it's expectations. Default, default floor, basically. Yeah, like he's, he's going to yeah. get 27, 28 minutes. you got to worry yeah. about garbage time. But, I mean, Bender maybe could get garbage time. And freaking, yeah. They're basically their third or fourth string center, depending how you look Might at as it. Well. So. Speaking, of, speaking of garbage time, uh, Kelly Oubre is kind of garbage time proof, right? Because they'll just run, run them out there even if they're down 25 in the fourth. They'll run them out there until like two or three minutes usually. Like if it gets okay. real ugly, they'll run them out there a little bit. But like they'll go full out garbage time late. So um, okay. let's talk about the two key injuries to this backcourt. That is obviously TJ Warren being shutting down for, quote, for sure two weeks. Uh, anywhere from two to three. It could be longer. Um, with a bone bruise, man. This guy's a slow healer. He may be out until freaking March for all I know. Um, so that's not good. But um, then the other one last night, DeAnthony Melton's not playing. I'd be shocked if Melton plays tonight. He rolled his ankle really bad. Um, mm-hmm. Limped off the limped all, out of the arena last night, so he's out. So that puts another cheap point. We're almost like this. Uh, the last time you and I podcast yeah, shooting like, guards. Yeah, now we got a lot of cheap point guards. Uh, LA Kobo's gonna get minutes tonight. Uh, played well. He had 12 points in his first 19 minutes. Um, he's gonna start, and I'll add to. 
The last time they played a back-to-back, they didn't play Jamal Crawford because they wanted to play a Kobo more minutes. Um, Igor talked about a back-to-back after his post-game last night, so I think he's going in tonight thinking that he's going to play a Kobo big minutes. So against Denver, he's going to play garbage time as well. So um, I do like a Kobo if you're going to go after, say, Jokic or somebody like that. Yeah, I'm into it just because, as you said, the Melton, you know, he didn't return on Thursday and doesn't sound like he's going to play tonight. And just so, just got just got an update um, on Aiton, Melton, Warren all out. So all my little insights were useless now. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but um, so hey, at least I was right. So anyways, but they um, were correct. Yeah, they are correct, right? Not you know? useless at all. Yeah. Okay. But um, yeah. So. We're, we're yeah. on it. We're on it. So uh, a Kobo sounds good. Obviously, this this helps with TJ Warren being out. It helps Kelly Oubre. Uh, it even helps Josh Jackson. Helps Mikael Bridges. Of those guys, I think I'm most into Kelly Oubre. He's been really good lately. He's chipping in multiple categories. He's crushing value. I think he's near five five point five x over the past two weeks. So. Of this group, any anyone stand out to you? I know Josh Jackson had a huge game a couple games ago. Yeah, I like I like Ubre uh, of the four. So a couple other Igor quotes. Uh, he made it very clear that Josh Jackson's a young player, um, and then also we saw Josh Jackson stink it up last night, two of ten from the field. And even before that, his splits with Booker on, worn off, are pretty bad. Uh, per thirty six, it's eleven point four points, eight boards, one point three dimes, two point eight turnovers, two point one steals, a little bit luck dependent on thirty seven percent from the field. Now it's before it's two of ten last night. So, uh, I mean, just on pure volume, like, okay. But, um, you know, I'd rather play Oubre. I'm going to have a much higher, again, with with eight, um, with sorry, Melton out, that's big. Um, so I think he's going to get pretty good minutes. They're going to need his length against Denver. So Oubre's the guy for me. Uh, I'll add, too, which I thought was kind of a sneaky quote. Uh, he called Bridges a four um, yesterday. Hmm. So I thought that was kind of um, possibly their, that was another kind of hint where I think they're going to be shorthanded um on big men so yeah yeah what do you um and then also Holmes is still questionable so yeah we're, we're, we're right on track yeah on that but uh and, he, and then I, I like Booker a lot man um so he had a quote last night he hit 5,000 points fifth youngest player to do so uh Mello LeBron Howard and who am I forgetting uh anyways I forget but uh Sorry. Uh, he's only 8-3. Uh, he's like, yeah, we need to win this game. I feel like, I feel like he's going to be really aggressive and put a little ex- extra emphasis on scoring and just dominating. Um, for as cheap as he is, like I, I like him quite a bit. Obviously, you've got the back-to-back factor, but he's good on the road. He's good in back-to-backs. Again, they play him late, man. That game against Charlotte when they got housed on a back-to-back, they played him deep into garbage time or semi-garbage time. So uh, mm. I'm quite into Booker. One, one thing that would sell me on him a little more because he's super high turnovers barely gets any defensive stats uh doesn't rebound the ball very well so in terms of dfs it kind of like undermines his ceiling do you think that with melton out is that going to put the ball in in booger's hands more will he will he have more assists because i feel like that's the sort of like leveling uh you know otherwise you're relying on him to score 35 points yeah that's also kind of why i like him okobo's kind of a cutter um when booker's on the floor he likes to cut a little bit so i think that's going to help him face the floor i thought okobo shot the ball pretty well so it's kind of all playing into good and also i forgot kevin durant um the one of the other younger players who 
uh, who's uh, only gotcha. been before 5,000. So my bad. All right, well, that, that makes me feel better. I know you're Mr. Sun, so I, I turn to you for insights <laughs> on their, yeah, I, I watch, <laughs> like, what, what will happen when sort yeah, of thing. Okay. I like, see, like, all the mainstream people, just quick tangent, like, they're all like, oh, yeah, let's watch the Warriors and break those guys down and winning the top three or four seeds. Like, us fantasy guys, we watch the bad teams, man. We want yeah, to know because there's so many changes. Fun, but... Yeah, it's, it's stuff that we, you know, you, you like a challenge. I like more challenging stuff. So uh, hopefully that's why you guys listen to this podcast is we like to dig in on the stuff that you may, main people may not cover. Um, good on Sunside. Uh, mentioned. Yeah. A co- so. so just to recap, uh, Bender, if Holmes is out, Holmes, if he's in, I like Booker. You're uh, okay on Booker. We both like a Kobo a lot. Um, we both like Oubre is the guy, and then Josh Jackson is based on pure volume and minutes. Um, yeah. Bridges, no, I'm not. I'm not too into him. He's not really nah, much. Shouldn't really, shouldn't really go there. Yeah. All right. So full disclosure, we talked about the Nuggets, but just as we were wrapping up talking about the Nuggets, we just found out Nikola Jokic is not playing. So you don't get to hear our incorrect analysis about how we like Jokic so much. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he's out. That's huge. Uh, if you missed it, he kind of crept out onto the floor. With a little kerfluffle in the last game, obviously you cannot leave the bench, so he's gonna miss this one, which makes this game even more attractive. Uh, for we talked about the Suns, but this game is closer now, so that makes me love Booker even more. But um, just sticking with the Nuggets here, the easy layup analysis is you play Mason Plumlee right now. Uh, he's four three. Like I don't even need to talk about it. Yeah, he's he's suddenly, as you said, just in very easy play. He and Napier are uh, are definitely the the punt plays of the day for sure. Even more so Plumlee because he's there's so many punts for point guards. Like he just became he just passed Napier. So. Yeah, I w- I would think so. In terms of as you're right, I mean centers, there aren't a ton of really attractive sort of mid tier guys. So and there definitely aren't many attractive pure punts. But suddenly, Plumlee's right at the top. Yep. Uh, good matchup, obviously, especially if he plays against Bender. Even against Holmes, he's going to have good numbers. So, yeah, you pretty much play him. Um, and, again, that's going to create a lot of usage for guys. Uh, one player in particular, I think, is Jamal Murray now. Uh, he's way better at home. He has a 10.3 true shooting percentage bump uh, home versus away. Um, so we're going off kind of a small sample here with Millsap on, Murray on, Jokic off. 63-minute sample, but Murray's 25, 5, 7.5 dimes uh, on poor shooting, only 37% from the field. So he just kind of came into a smash spot here, a guy who uh, before this I was like, yo, I like Bledsoe, I like Lowry, but now I really like Jamal Murray now. Um, yeah, so he's, yeah. He's, he's my number two, I guess, in this takeaway. Yeah, Murray's solid in this for, for the reasons you just mentioned, I'll also say this gives a big boost to guys like Gary Harris and Will Barton, two kind of mid-tier wing players, but suddenly their usage is going to go up because everyone, I mean, Nikola Jokic, has, his usage has been, I think you mentioned, somewhere in the low 30s recently. He's really, I mean, they're running the offense through him a lot. So obviously guys like Murray, Will Barton, who looked fantastic on Wednesday, Gary Harris, who's back in the starting lineup and his minute limit has been raised so all of these guys get a significant uh, boost, and yeah, I'm I'm quite into the Nuggets now, especially yeah. against the this Suns game. The blowout factor is real, but now without Jokic, it's not quite as glaring. Um, and 
Yeah, Mason Plumlee is going to be terrific. We He's played more minutes than any player without Jokic on the court this season. And in those minutes, he's averaging 1.22 points per shot, which is great. Um, he's somewhere around 1.2 fantasy points per minute without Jokic. So there's a, a whole lot of reasons to like him. Yeah, um, you mentioned Jokic is in the, my favorite 30-30-60 club. 30 minutes, 30 usage, 60 true shooting. Uh, he has a 31.6 nice. usage rate this month. So he is good. There is just shots abound here. So yeah, yeah if you want to play a nugget, I won't talk you out of it. Uh, a starter anyways. Garrett Harris looks like a terrific play right now um, at 4-4. We liked him. We So before we discarded the whole Jokic talk, we liked him even then. So like yeah. now we love <laughs> yeah. him. So definitely um, those, those, and I like Millsap too. Uh, his mills, mint's going to come up. Um, he's actually, again, it's a small sample. So, Take it with a grain of salt, but he has been a monster in, um, in a 63-minute sample with Murray without Jokic. Uh, at 20, 11, 3.4 dimes, 2.9 blocks, mm. 2.3 steals uh, on poor shooting. Uh, so, again, small sample, but it's a delicious sample. It's like one of those yeah. Costco things. <laughs> you got to just keep having more of those samples. But, um, yeah, so I like him. And What about uh, Trey Lyles would be the last guy I'd throw out there? Yeah, uh, he's only played 18 minutes next to Murray and Millsap, no Jokic. So we saw a lot of volume when Millsap was out. So I don't, I'm not really too into it. Um, I think Malik Beasley could be a play because they're going to go small ball four a lot. So mm-hmm. I think that puts Beasley as an okay. You'd be risky. And did his price come down? I didn't see because I didn't write him down before we found this out. Four or five, so that's not bad. Malik? Yeah. Malik it's four or five? Malik? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that's not terrible. I'm I'm probably not going to be rolling the dice on him, no, though. There's enough other guys. I just play Barton, just play Harris, just play Murray. Yeah. But, and but, you can only play four Nuggets, so I might max that out. Yeah. <laughs> so leave, uh, Plumlee, leave Harris, Barton, Murray, those are the four that... And Millsap, too. Yeah, I, yeah, I like all of them, frankly. I'm, there there are so many cheap point guards, though, that I might end up leaving Murray out of it, yeah, actually. Yeah, that's I know a good point. As, as, much, as much as you love him, I, I think I might go like Bayless Napier and save money elsewhere. That's a good point. If you want to fade hard, then probably go Murray, I guess. Yeah. If you don't play 14 for him. All right, so we can hit the last game, I guess? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so we'll start with the point guard issue with Minnesota. So Jeff Teague couldn't run as of Tuesday, hasn't played since. Uh, Tyus Jones out, I would assume, as well. Derek Rose, uh, he did not play in the second half. He has a sore right ankle injury. So you may have missed it on Sunday when he said that he's not 100%. His heel is hurting. His ankle is hurting. Like, it was – he got he burned so many people in DFS on Tuesdays because he didn't, didn't read matchups. But uh, he's going to have minutes restrictions. I don't think he's going to play today in a back-to-back. We know Derek Rose doesn't like to play much. Uh, that leads us to Jared Bayless, who's coming off a season-high 16 points. Going to play huge minutes. Um, hasn't played more than 10 minutes in a back-to-back all season. Uh, obviously got some old legs, so some risk. Um, yeah. but yeah. And then, uh, Jared Terrell just suddenly, uh, had 10 points out of the blue, had only scored nine points in his NBA career before that. So, um, there's a lot, there's enough punt plays. You don't have to play him, but I thought that was just kind of fun, but maybe if Bayless could tell that then sure. I guess. I don't know. So you think, why do you think Bayless might be held up? Back to back. Old okay. legs, like he's only played again. He's only played one back-to-back set. This is a while ago. This is when yeah. he's just starting to ramp up, so it's kind of a different story. But I just with, with Teague out, Tyus Jones out, uh, foot and ankle injuries respectively. Derek Derek Rose, as you said, heel ankle. He's 
I would assume he's not playing tonight. If he plays, I'm kind of off Bayless. But if if he's out, in addition to Tegan Jones, I don't think the Wolves can rest Bayless, yeah. old legs or not. Yeah, I, I just think he would be like I think they could. I thought Terrell was great last night. He had two like when he came, he, he checked solid, in, they made yeah. a little run. But um, yeah, yeah. I, again, I, I just want to make sure he's playing is all. Yeah, sure. I hate but he's, late, he's I, so cheap at 4K. I'm, I'm kind of into him. Yeah, just you know, you know me. Probably one of my favorite things to talk about is late game back to back. You don't get any shooting around. You don't get anything. You're basically banking on the 5:30 injury report for your only only information. That's not good. Uh, we've seen guys get om- get omissions all the time. So I need that information first. I need to hear he's playing and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Um, you know, they're hunting for a playoff spot, so he should be out there. It's just I think there's a little bit of risk involved. Um, talk some Cat real quick. So Cat's kind of been awesome uh, with Derek Rose out. He If the matchup had been better, we would have been like, oh, my God, play him. But it's not as good. Uh, but he's actually, you may be surprised to find out, he hasn't been terrible against Gobert. 28 minutes versus Gobert this year. He's at 11 and 10, two steals and two blocks. And then per 36 last year, 69-minute sample. 21-9-2 with only a 19.4 usage rate. So it's not as scary as you think. Cat is just a monster. Um, mm. Again, it's just not the night for him. But like, if you want to get Cat for probably the cheapest he's going to be, then sure, I guess. But I don't know. I assume, you, I assume you're anti-Cat. I just, I, you're, you're uh, a smart I, man, so... Yeah, I mean a, a little, uh, a little bit, and the matchup worries me. I was surprised to see that although Utah remains a terrible overall DFS matchup, in the past seven games, past two weeks, they've actually been pretty lenient versus centers. To me, that's just a small sample size thing. I think like they played Jokic in their past game, they uh, Nurkic the game before. But yeah, go, so Gobert hasn't been exactly shutting down opposing centers, but I'm still not eager to target this matchup at all for sure and i'll just add to cat uh again other matchups i'm gonna i'm gonna love them uh so per 36 without rose and teague since the butler deal 29 15 six dimes uh 2.6 blocks and 2.6 he's just gonna smash but again not the best spot and then just so many games tonight but he's really he's expensive i mean he's over eleven thousand. he should be he should be in the 12 soon i think he's gonna be a monster but just like Gobert, obviously the Jazz interior defense is tremendous. I uh, also want to talk Wiggins really quick. Uh, had an interesting quote last night, talked about getting to the rim more. Uh, he had 12 shots at the rim last night. That's almost triple his 4.3 per game. Obviously, the volume was higher, but it was still double um, what his distribution usually is. So, mm. R- Lakers, part of that. But anyways, um, again, you are not you don't play perimeter players against the Jazz right now. They're locking down interior, especially guys who can't shoot threes. Like, if they can shoot threes, okay. Bayless, which is another good point for him. Like he's going to shoot threes, space the floor. They're going to have to make a lot of threes in this game, um, which uh, also should add Ryan Saunders when he wants to do that. So, yeah, yeah no, Speaking, no Wiggins, yeah. no. I mean, Josh Okogie's going to get volume. Um, so if you want to bank on just him putting up stats with rebounds and maybe steals and stuff, um, I don't. Yeah, he's two of fourteen from the field <laughs> last night. There's other guys to play. So, yeah. How do you feel about uh? You mentioned three pointers and so forth. How about Dario Saric with his mouth? I mean, he got sent to the locker room. I think he lost a tooth last night, yeah, right? Yeah, he's so bleeding he, th- pretty bad. There's a chance he'll be out. And you mentioned the uncertainty of the injury report timing on a day like this. But if he's out, does Taj Gibson do anything for you? Yes. 4-5 uh, uh, against Utah. They're going to want to play him against favors. They need the size. So, again, like there's so many guys in that neighborhood that I like more. Um, you know, Holmes is right there. 
Mm-hmm. So I don't. I mean, I'm into it, but I'm. I just feel like I can't, you know, lock it up. Uh, I'm just. I'm not really a Taj guy. But obviously, um, and they they will wind up playing whether it be Luol Dang or Anthony Tolliver, whoever it is. So it, I don't feel like his minutes will be too much affected, and it's not a great matchup either. Yeah, fair. Um, what do you got for Utah? Not much that I'm loving here, to be honest. Uh, I, I, I will say that I really want to play Donovan Mitchell tonight. I think he's he's a sneaky play. He probably won't have super high usage. He's coming off games of 61 and 51 fantasy points. Hasn't dropped below 35 in like three weeks almost. Um, yeah, I just love him, and he's cheap. We're, you know, we talk about all these guys who are over 10K, and justifiably so, but Donovan Mitchell is still 8-5. So that gives you a little bit of wiggle room, and I, I think his ownership will be low with so many studs soaking up dollars. Not a lot of people are going to be playing him in that kind of you know one tier down sort of thing. Yeah, it should be. Uh, you mentioned he's cheaper. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you got anything else? Sorry, I thought that. No, no, that, okay. that's it. Go for it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's cheaper than D'Angelo Russell, like we said uh, like two hours ago, long podcast. But um, yeah, I prefer Booker just ever so slightly, especially given this Jokic news. But mm-hmm. that's a tough call right there. Um, you mentioned yeah. like Mitchell's usage is so high. He's like fixed now. Uh, he couldn't hit contested shots. He is. He's getting in the rim more. He's like doing everything we wanted him to do back in like September. So. Yes, uh, he's back, and I'm. I, I would take him over Booker easily. Okay. But oh, easily, okay. I, yeah, I'm. I'm well into this, especially yeah. against the, a banged up Wolves team coming off, as you said, a back to back. I mean, I think he could shred them tonight at home in Utah. Yeah, I th- see. That's, I think they could blow them out too. Like I think that that both of them are going to be blowout factors, but I think that game will be more high scoring. Bit of a risk, yeah. Sure. Oh, for sure. I, I, you can't go wrong. Like I, I, I prefer Booker just because I think he's just going to be so much like this is my team. I'm going to win this game by myself. Okay, so, gotcha. But yeah, again, like it's Mitchell. I will not argue. Um, I'll add too um, to make another Mitchell point. Minnesota is allowing the uh, fastest possessions. Since Christmas, so they're playing, uh, allowing some fast possessions. Um, yeah, hmm. I'm not too into Gobert, not too into Favors. Obviously, Royce O'Neal's kind of out of the mix. With Rick- oh, Ricky Rubio, revenge, revenge game. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. he's back. He's back starting, and uh, yeah. but no, I think he's still. They're watching his minutes, I believe, still, and I, I'm not super into him. Yep. All right, I'm good. Yeah, well, longest part of the lot, season. Lot, man. Lots we talked about. Yeah, longest, but a lot to talk about. So hopefully you guys enjoy this one. Uh, this this is awesome. This is a good one. Uh, I'm happy with how this came out. Sorry, no, you get DFS guys say that an hour is fine, but we we sometimes don't like to go that long. But so much going on, so many injuries, man. I use all my pickups in like most of my fantasy leagues already with all the pickups right now. Yeah, you play in leagues with transactions, typic, uh limits typically. Yeah, or? usually pretty yeah. high, like five or seven, but. Still, oh, okay, yeah, and it's rough. Like I was like, oh god, I can't let Trayer sit in the waiver wire. I was like, yeah, I gotta do it. Yeah, and I, had to, and I had to add Napier as well yesterday. Pivot from Tyreek Evans to Shabazz Napier within the course of 24 hours. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like, I like, uh, I like, I actually like Evans though. Yeah, no, I, I do too. We, we, we mentioned him as you said 90 minutes ago now about uh, <laughs> how how poor he was in the restricted area. But I feel like lately, just the eye test, he seems much more confident, sort of getting in there. So 55 percent at the rim over his last 13 compared to like 44. So he's been yeah, considered. There you go. There. All right, so we're out of here on that. You guys enjoy your weekend, and we will catch you next time. Thanks for coming on, man. You got it, Mike.
This summer, click into cordless power with Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. And keep your flower beds fresh with the 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Then clear debris with the 40-volt jet fan leaf blower. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at your cordless power source, The Home Depot. How doers get more done. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.